0: Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as I was, always by Kyle Price and Timothy Two. What's up, fellas?
2: Dude, it's been two weeks. I've missed you.
1: It's been a long two weeks, and surprisingly,
2: not a lot of shit has happened in sports. No, honestly, it's been probably the most boring two weeks ever, but it doesn't matter because we're going to put on a hell of a show today anyways.
1: Absolutely. It's just it goes to show why I wanted to do the biweekly because I, I text Kyle last night with a list of stuff I wanted to talk about, and I'm like, dude, can you think of anything else? I honestly, like, I don't <laughs> think this is enough to do a whole show. There's really, I mean... There's plenty to talk about, but there is plenty that, that beats a dead horse, and that's not what I like to do. I like to I like to move on from subjects if it's over and done with. I don't want to, like, people that wanted to talk about Jarvis Landry for the last six months, he's gone. Let's just move on. Rip the Band-Aid off.
2: And I'm sure even the topics we're going to cover tonight, people are going to be
1: like, oh, really? I mean, do we have to talk about that? Of course we do. I mean, a little repetitive, but at the same time, they are current events. There, there are things that are still happening. Like, we're not going to sit here and just debate where do we think baker mayfield's going that's a waste of time That's a waste of energy i don't i don't want to talk about that i could give a fuck less where he goes to be honest home with baker mayfield not for (laughs) long hopefully um but with that being said we will get right into it and of course the the topic in the city of cleveland is deshaun watson again because a 23rd woman has come forward and for those of you that don't know i i did some digging today her name is betty mayflower and she (laughs) is
2: hold on Are are you serious
1: She's after Deshaun Watson. Uh, she, she wants a starting role. There she is. She wants a starting position in the NFL. And she's coming to be the first female starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, let me history. ask you a
2: serious question. What's her accusations? Was she uh, improperly touched? Was she improperly told how to be a quarterback? What's the uh, accusations against her?
1: Uh, hurt feelings.
2: Hurt feelings. She's suing for okay. hurt, feelings. Right. hurt that's, feelings. That's what I, like I heard. That.
1: No, but in all seriousness, there is a 23rd woman who has come forward to join the case of the women against Sean Watson. However, with some actual digging on this one, this woman has already tried to be a part of this lawsuit with two other lawyers, and they they denied. They were right. both like, we're not taking this case. You don't have anything to stand on. Your story's all, all off the rails. It doesn't add up, so we're not taking it. Of course, she then goes to uh, Tony Busby who's representing the other 22 women. He said, come on in, the more the merrier. Well, no, because wasn't she watched the Real Sports episode last weekend? Well, she tried to sue decided. before okay. and then backed off. But after watching that, realizing, you know, this is hot again, there's more more money to be made. She joined in again. Her accusations are um, something along the lines of like, she, she met with him three times. Each time he asked her to have sex, she said no, made her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Things like that it doesn't sound like anything actually happened so she said no he said okay yeah and then he they left and then she agreed to do it again she said no they left and I mean, then hold on i'm
2: not done oh, oh sorry go ahead she
1: then agreed to do it a third time
2: yeah, okay so that's her
1: her claim so, three times we're both
2: married right yeah i mean there's been times we've wanted to have sex right sure not the yeah have a headache don't feel good yeah stomach hurts but hold on. Side note.
1: That, by this is the way, what I tell Kyle when he wants that sex. It's me.
2: clearly worked because congratulations to my boy over here.
1: Yeah. Speaking of just Justin. Tip,
2: George is having a lovely boy. boy. It's
1: happening, everybody? Hey, buddy.
2: Congratulations. High five. Thank I you. love you, man. Thank congratulations.
1: Thank you very much. I am having a child in <laughs> December. It's real. It's Who would have thought this
2: kid would have had a kid? I mean,
1: literally, you're a kid. So I never so. thought I'd be married. I never thought any of this shit would be happening. Now, I remember but when you said you
2: never get married and
1: you never have a kid, but done both so um, a liar and a bad one
2: anyways, back to the point so we're both married. we know that women say no to sex it happens' it's, it's part of life, so she said no twice, but the third time she came back and still did the massage, so clearly she wasn't that put off by the fact that he's made advancements against her
1: right it just it, it reminds me of it, of the Trevor Bauer situation where the woman accused him of things, and then he apparently it wasn't as bad because right. she came back for more. Sure. So then after a second time, that's when she goes, okay, I want some money, right? But it's like, why did you keep going back? If she waited, she waited
2: till it was, was the heat of the moment because yeah. we all know that this HBO special was put out in the perfect moment because yeah. OTAs just started last week. Players reported HBO camp. knew what it they is, were it doing, is what it
1: is. They, they knew what they were doing when releasing that, uh, Bryant Gumble show, the, uh, real sports. Honestly, I thought it was going to be worse. Personally, I watched it.
2: I skimmed through it. I didn't get too much into it. I just knew. I, I, mean, I thought
1: there would be the reason they would put it on television is because there's going to be some groundbreaking new information that nobody nothing, had ever heard nothing of. Nothing new. And everything I heard, it's something I've already heard before. And again, I don't want to come off as, as cold and cynic, but the women, the stories don't add up. The The reasons they're going after Deshaun Watson don't add up to me. I, I don't want to victim blame. But I truly think there could be a situation here where you have 22 women who are embellishing. I don't want to say lying. I think things might have happened, but I don't think it was anything that they didn't want to happen until after the fact. It's buyer's remorse. We've
2: we've talked about this numerous times, and we've said... There's a reason why Deshaun is sticking to his guns. Yep. There's a reason why he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to ride this out to the end. Yep. Most NFL players, and we've seen it happen in the past, when something comes to the surface of abuse or improperly touching somebody or whatever, they set out of court. They just, here's the money. Go away.
1: Let me play football. But Deshaun's like, I'm going to take the heat, but I'm riding this to the end for a reason. Absolutely. He stood his ground at the press conference, his inaugural press conference as the Cleveland Brown. He said, I stand by everything. I plan on fighting this as long as I can. And right. I'm sticking to that. It, it wasn't like a, we'll let the law figure it out. He gave vague answers. He was direct. He said, I didn't do anything. I want everyone to know I didn't do anything. And so far, it's and even, he's, he's won me over. And even some of the leaked
2: depositions that he's given, it's it's okay. I understand nobody wants to hear yes um i i i just i came okay cool i mean but did you do it against her will did you force her to touch you did you improperly impenetrate her during a, a massage session i have not heard any of that stuff happen
1: no. right uh, the one woman uh was teary-eyed at the end so I- again Buyer's remorse. Usually, I'm teary at the end too. Yeah, it it, it, it's not like he, it wasn't because he forced anything or did right. anything to where. I mean, when, you are, when you orgasm, it's a good moment. You
0: cry. Yeah, sometimes. a lot of
1: people cry. Tim, Tim, do you cry sometimes when you came? Like a baby. Absolutely, Absolutely. Absolutely. it happens. It's it's part of being an it's, adult. It's such a relief. Your body doesn't know what to do, <laughs> so you just start crying. You get teared up. Some uh, of us
2: have never been here before. Not calling anybody out, but it happens. It's your I
1: mean, I'm sure it's the same feeling when they jerk it. I don't
0: know. No, no, no. I've never cried when jerking it, but I have cried. I've cried
1: during jerking it <laughs> oh, not enough lotion or just just I was like, rough? how did I get here? <laughs> Why am I not with a lady right now? <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, nothing nothing new really came to light with the Watson situation. I was kind of stunned by that. I uh, I thought HBO was going to try to make this like a hit piece. They were going to have some damning information, something that like, you know, if you check Brown's Twitter, we were going to be attacked by every team in the right. league and their fan base, and they were just going to ridicule Watson. It would be horrible. It really, wasn't that bad?
2: No, I, honestly. So I listen to the, the local sports channel on the way into work every morning. You mm-hmm. do too. I'm, I'm while you're at work. Nothing came out. Like nobody really talked about it after it happened. Really like, wasn't worth
1: mentioning to be honest. No, because, because like,
2: oh yeah, the stuff that was mentioned last night, we've all heard. Yeah. we've all talked about. We've all gone over numerous times. Yeah. nothing mind blowing. And it was only two people correct if i'm not mistaken it was yeah they had two women out of the
1: 22 which yep. the two that were t-
2: that talked are the ones who are accusing him of
1: touching touching yeah, them right i think they were they had actual intercourse right the other 20 yeah have i think not i think if i'm not mistaken three of them said that there was inter- uh intercourse what's up dave what's up dave I haven't seen you in a while brother hope you're good yeah honestly
2: i don't you I, I, we haven't talked in face to face in a long time
1: he's I've, grinding Feel like yeah, you're
2: grinding. I we miss you. We miss your face. Come hang out with us sometime.
1: Absolutely. Shout out to Dave. Without Dave, red line is impossible. That's true. Um, but yeah, uh, back to Watson. I mean, nothing I saw changes anything. There's nothing that like again. I, I said it before when we first got Watson. I was at the point where there's almost nothing that can be done that's going to make people change sides. If you think he no. didn't do anything, you're you're sticking to it because nothing else is. Come out to change your mind. Right. If you think he's some monster, if anything, things have come out that should make you realize he's it's not as bad as it seems on paper, but it's really not – hasn't swayed many people the other side. The
2: only court that matters right now is the court of public opinion. Yes. Nothing else – we clearly know that there's no – judicial system in, in, in the country that will charge him because he's been acquitted what twice now, or yeah, it's not acquitted, but two grand juries have said, Deemed we have not, not enough evidence yeah, to move forward. They're not pursuing it as criminal. So the only court that matters to Deshawn, if it really matters to him is public opinion. Yep. And right now nothing has changed in my, at least what I've seen. No, if you are on the side of the women, you haven't moved. If you are on the side of the
1: you haven't moved. Right. And I said that from the beginning, I told Browns fans because I saw the day we traded for him, social media went fucking nuts. Yeah. Everybody and their brother were talking about Deshaun Watson, whether they were against him, for him, whatever. It was the talk of the world. Right. Everywhere you turn, somebody was talking about Deshaun Watson. And I came, I I, I didn't get into arguments with people. My thing was just like everyone saying horrible move. The Browns, you know, ruin their image forever and this and that. And I'm like, on what grounds? None. They're accusations, whether he did it or not, to be determined. But as of right now, they are strictly accusations. So to just condemn a person and try to ruin his life and his career over accusations is crazy to me. But that's where we're at as a society right now. It's cancel first, worry about the actual oh, yeah. facts later.
2: Well, clearly, I mean, look at the uh, the jury that came out today, the Johnny Depp Amber, Amber Heard. I mean, Johnny Depp basically won that, right? He yeah. He came out and proved that everything that was said about him was you know, defaming his character. Yep. You know, he won that. I mean, she got a little money in the end, but you got to toss whatever. It was a weird
1: situation. So it's like he he's going to have to give her 2 million, but she has to give him 10 million or and something she's like that Not
2: worth anywhere close. To and that. yeah,
1: so unfortunately Johnny Depp's going to, if he ends up paying her, maybe he does just to get her out of his yeah. fucking life. He doesn't care about any of that money, but yeah, he's, he's owed 8 million. He'll, he'll never work for Disney again. Probably like his, I parents, hope one
2: more time, Johnny, his,
1: his pirates give, give of the Caribbean franchise, franchise is done. Her legacy is Jack Sparrow <laughs> is over and all for accusations right defamation it's that's exactly what that is like which is said, something that john watson could countersue these women
2: that's a i mean i hope he does i mean I I, do i'll be honest i hope at the end of these civil cases if it comes to the point where they can't prove anything i hope at the end of it he says you know what good now i'm suing all of you
1: or even if he just sues the lawyer because the lawyer's the rich one yeah, he's not gonna sure. get anything from the women if anything they're gonna be like why keep going but it's like it's funny that they'll be the victims in that situation mm-hmm. so right now they're accusing him of doing all these bad things if it comes out somehow I, I don't i doubt it will i think he's gonna end up settling just because it's what you do is as, as a rich person which is a shame right so he'll end up settling which will then counter he'll you never think, be he's able to...
2: settle? You don't think he's gonna settle you think he's gonna write it
1: to the end if goodell says you settle today we'll give you a four six game suspension whatever i think he would do it okay just to put it to, put it all to rest and if if they we, say honestly, this at one, this point, one what time I've... we'll never punish you again Here's what it is, but you have to settle today. And as
2: it sits right now, I think the latest I've heard is that there, the NFL is coming now with a ruling at the end of this month.
1: Should be soon. I mean, yeah. according to Goodell, it's. What's your guess? Coming What's up.
2: your guess in the uh, suspension?
1: Based on the evidence and stuff, honestly, that there's, I think it's the three women that he actually had intercourse with are the technical. He they could say he broke, the NFL Players Association policy. Mm-hmm. So, I'd say two games per woman. Six games. Six games. With a chance to appeal, get it dropped down to four, which is perfect because so the first four first games of, of the Browns season, season is pretty easy. I think Brissette could
2: carry us to a four and zero record.
1: Yeah, so I would say six to four games would be fair. I don't even want to use the word fair because I personally, and this isn't even just being a Browns fan. This is no matter what team he would have gone to. Being a human right now, I have defended Deshaun Watson's innocence before he was a Cleveland Brown. I thought the story was complete bullshit when he was with Houston and the the long year and a half or however long it's been. I've defended him the entire time. I would do that on any team. I don't think a suspension is worthy mm-hmm. for any of this. Just because women try to drag you through the mud doesn't mean you should be suspended. Agree. And the NFL shouldn't just discipline a guy or punish a guy, I should say, because of accusations.
0: I think this is the NFL's chance to show that they're behind their players, and I think they don't give him any suspension. I think that they show that nothing, um, nothing was proven against him Um, Obviously, if he settles, they may have to give him some games just because, but I believe if he rides it out, uh, like Kyle's saying, I think uh, this is the NFL's chance to show that they're behind their league.
1: I I would love that. I mean, I I hope that happens. I, I I look at Ben Roethlisberger also because it's a similar situation where he was accused of things. They couldn't prove it, albeit his had some sketchier history behind it with the police involvement, things like that. And then... Excuse me. They couldn't find anything, so they he just settled.
2: Romel, I, I
1: completely and he was suspended. But you. I agree. This is the thing right now is you just have a, a rich pro athlete who is getting laid. I know of a few Cleveland athletes who I kind of had a friendship with, if you will, loosely, that slept through damn near every woman in the city of Cleveland. That's a lot of women. All consensual. Literally any night of the week, this guy is out partying on West Six, bringing women back to his house, living it up. Does that so mean he slept with my mom? Odds are odds are high. If was I'm your being mom honest, on, on, on West
2: six back in the day or what? Based man? on how
1: much this guy got around, it's possible. But I mean, never heard a bad thing about the guy because it was all consensual. Right. He'd go out. He'd party. He's paying for the, the back room and the, the the VIP shit. Women want to flock to him because he's a rich celebrity. Pro athlete. I
2: paid for the VIP once. Never happened. Though. Next never, thing you know, never got any kind of women back. Nothing there. ever it's happened.
1: Weird. Deshaun Watson is just doing the same thing. He's a rich, powerful black man who is a famous quarterback, and he just wants to go out and, and get laid. That's what he's into, the massage thing. It's not a crime. It's just what he's into.
2: I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens. I mean, honestly, <laughs> at this point, I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt if there's not, like, one more woman who comes out and says, yeah, I'm just going to attach my name to this. But at this point, it is what it is. No matter if you attach one or 15 more people.
1: And, and what evidence, or not even evidence, but what story could right. it, another woman come right, up with?
2: Right, right. Oh, I haven't spoken up in four years. But by the way, here, I remembered a time. And
1: it's going to be worse than he asked me to touch him. Yeah, yeah, I get it.
2: So, I mean, honestly, I don't think. I think Deshaun, it is what it is. He sits four games, six games, whatever. We have him for five
1: years, correct? Yeah. Four four years? Five or four? Well, he signed an extension, so I think it's technically four. Four. Or five, I'm sorry. Five. So, honestly,
2: after this point, if he goes out and does something else after this, then i will be a little pissed. But if this is the last we hear of any kind
1: of issues we have, I'm happy with it. They just rated. I I got the poll in the way. I can't read the comments. No shit. I wonder if, uh, what's his face. Robert Kraft was there with War- some.
2: I think Robert Kraft is better things to do than being in Warren, Ohio. I mean, Warren, Ohio is a bunch of Amish people. Basically, if there's
1: trafficked women giving tuggies, Robert Kraft might be interested. Do you want a tuggy from an Amish woman? Robert Kraft might. Have uh, you ever seen him churn butter? That's true. You know what they could do to a dick? Oof. That's a good point. Good point. Think about it. Good point. A lot Milk. of the lube goes a long way there. Milk and cows during the day, men by night. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hand job's a job, boys. Talking about balls. Damn right. <laughs> all right, switching sports a little bit. The fun we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. The NBA, the bet. I've got a chance. I've got a chance, a chance to tie. So we got to make like a side bet here. So if we tie... <laughs>
2: So,
1: I was thinking about this. Okay. I think what we'll do, each person will pick a team. You know who I'm
2: picking already. And I don't, actually. You should know. I'm riding with who I rode with. I know you're picking who you're picking.
1: Oh, you're probably going to go Boston, then? Absolutely. Okay. So you're I, picking, you're I'm more likely going I Golden you're going State. The yeah. I knew you were going to the Warriors. So, too. I think the tiebreaker could be, uh, I fucking hate both teams. If I could pick <laughs> none. If I had a 2 point lead on you, I would pick nobody right now just to to end it. Okay, I wouldn't so, even I wouldn't even waste my time on the second. So Boston wins the
2: series. Okay, what's your, what's your bet? Because we have to have some kind of punishment. Either we both get punished or we we do a 2 point finals here.
1: Yeah, what I was going to say is you pick your winner and you pick in how many games they win. Really?
2: I thought the simple way would just make it a 2 point victory because if I win, then I win.
1: Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. I like that. If I, like I lose, I lose. Harder. OK, so if I, if we
2: make the finals worth <clears throat> two points, if I win the series, if Boston wins, then I technically win the whole thing. But if I lose then I lose by three, which is a loss anyways, and I will take my zapping in my asshole. Like, it's a good like it's thought. On. I
1: am fairly confident in the Golden State Warriors. However, knowing that the, the finals would have been a two point lead, I might have picked some things differently. It would have changed everything.
2: OK, All right. what do you want to do? I'm, I'm OK with whatever.
1: I was thinking. You get a point per win. If your team wins okay and if you pick it on the exact game like okay. let's say you say boston in six that's the second point and they win in six you get a second point okay however if you don't it remains a tie and we could come up with a lesser punishment that we would we both, both end up we doing. both get fucking tased. yes <laughs> i like that bad so we we'll do not okay. necessarily tase might be a lesser but, oh come on well I, it's better if it's one person loses fair dude like,
2: i mean it's made for tv right there if we both get tased on on live i mean it's everybody's tuning in
1: for that yeah more fun when it's just. We'll bring our wives in for it. Person. They can
2: tase ourselves. I mean, because God knows they've wanted to tase us once in a while in
1: our lifetime. I sleep with one eye open, if I'm being honest. <laughs> All right, we could do that. Uh, I will go Golden State okay in six.
2: I'm going Boston in six.
1: Okay. All right, there it is. You there heard it is it live. You heard it. So it's one point for the win yep. and a bonus point if you get the game.
2: And of course, Jess comments she's down.
0: <clears throat> she is. I just want to say the series is definitely going seven.
2: The one time that Jess watches, she comments she's gonna tase me. I'm happy marriage right there.
1: it's yeah, the same mystery woman that called in. A few yeah, weeks, yeah, know? right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to talk about Mark Price and Cheryl brand. It's weird
2: she has a picture with uh, me in it, but yeah, it's a mystery woman. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you <laughs> got you to tase got tase the you. Warriors in six. I've got Boston in six. Yep. If we tie, we both get tased. What happens that's
0: if
1: it goes to seven game yeah, seven? If it goes to a game seven, then it's just whoever wins a series. Whoever wins the series. The so bonus points out the window if it goes, yeah, if it yeah. ends in five, four, or seven. Yep.
2: <sighs> All right. I've been prepping myself <laughs> mentally for this. I think I can handle a taste. I mean I've been prepping
1: have, myself yeah. mentally to see the Golden State Warriors win another championship, and it's making me sick. Sick to my stomach, I'll tell you. I hate both these teams. Tim and I had a conversation before you got here about Tim doesn't mind Boston. I hate everything about Boston. I hate every team. I hate every. Hey, Tara, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think she meant to say tase, but
2: it's OK. We're not I mean, pregnancy. Spelling's happened. not
1: her strong suit. Apparently, There you go. There you go. Tase. And yeah. when it be with a Z. Oh,
2: it's funny that I can't tase you back because legally that's probably child abuse, but calm the fuck down.
1: <laughs> My taser just for spelling wrong all the time, making me look bad. Um, but yeah, I, I was telling Tim, I hate I hate the Golden State fans and. I forgot who was saying it. It might've been Charles Barkley had a funny quote I was listening to. And he was saying the, uh, the golden state warriors fans back when they were from Oakland were totally fine. He's like, those were good fans. They were loyal. They were, they were decent people. He goes, now all these new fans from San Francisco are scumbags. He Mm. hates the new fans of the golden state warriors. Right. And then that's kind of how I feel about the Boston Celtics. Also Boston's been known for being just pieces of shit fans. I hate all the teams. They're known for being racist. I fucking hate Boston. We've all hated Boston since the Literally days. Every every I mean, sport, I've hated everything about Boston. I hate their basketball team. I hate their baseball team. I hate their football team. Okay, so there's I don't certain even cities like, we all. I'm dis- not a big hockey fan, but fuck the Bruins too, just because they're in Boston. Nobody likes hockey, anyways.
2: So we we all we all agree that we hate Boston. We hate New York. We hate Golden State. We hate any any California team we just dislike. Any any Michigan team we dislike. So there's certain cities we just dislike by.
1: By default. That's why right, This is my nightmare. This is two of my most hated and NBA. But you're teams. gonna watch
2: every fucking game, aren't you?
1: Probably not, honestly. No, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I really them. I hate them that much that I won't I'll I'll I'll, I'll catch highlights. I'm not gonna stay up till one o'clock in the morning to watch these two fucking teams. You don't
2: think Boston has a chance in this series? Just legit talking about the finals right now. I think Boston has a great chance in this series.
1: Oh, I wouldn't say great. I mean they had to go to game seven against some shitty teams.
2: They have great defense though. I mean, you're right, not you're not but-
1: there's no way Steph Curry shutting and down that team
2: shoots down three shutting down Jimmy
1: Butler and Tyler hero is not the same as shutting down Steph Curry, Klay <sighs> Thompson.
2: I'm so glad we're betting on this. It's, it's just not,
1: it's, it's not even it's apples to oranges.
2: It's not really apples to oranges. I mean, I mean the mean,
1: heat, I think the heat are not a good, great team. They're okay. They're the one seed, but I don't think they're anything special. They're not some like, you know, dynasty looking team. And they were four points away from a game seven win of over Boston. Actually, they were a Boston got lazy, a turned that. three that the refs fucked up on. Mind you,
2: Boston was a three seed, correct? Uh, It says right here. Miami was a one seed or a two seed. Boston was the two seed, two seed. So Miami, and Miami was, was the one. Okay. So, I mean, Boston is what it is, but Boston's defense in the last half of the season mm-hmm. and in the playoffs stepped, stepped it the fuck up. It's
1: been okay. But again, they've gone to multiple game sevens the last two rounds. I think the Bucs series went to seven games. Mm-hmm. Jason
2: then, Tatum. They just
1: went to a game seven against Miami. He is again. That's that's Kyle.
2: Celtics and six. I hope I hope so, buddy, because
1: I don't want to get tased. I just don't I don't know how they're going to slow him down. I mean, their defense is fine. Golden State plays pretty good defense as well. Golden State plays faster than anything Boston's ever seen. And the shooting is just Boston. Golden State wears you down when you'll go to halftime in a close game and Golden State will win by 20 in the blink of an eye. Look at how many times you look at the Mavericks game and you go. Actually, the Mavericks are hanging tough and in the second half, and it's a 25-point win by the Golden State Yeah, but Warriors.
2: that's only a Luka team. There's nobody else supporting Luka on that team. I'm sorry. He needs some more support. Right, but
1: overall, the Mavericks had one of the better defensive teams in, in basketball. Yeah,
2: but they need – Golden State has a cakewalk in the West playoffs.
1: I agree. They completely did. I That's one thing that really pisses me off about this finals right now is that Golden State faced Jokic. That's it in the first round because the Nuggets have nobody else. Then they went on to face Memphis, who I think Memphis was overrated as fuck for being a two-seed. They're not really that great of a team. They're still young and they they need work. And then Ja got hurt on top of it. So an easy win for Golden State. And then they don't even have to face the fucking Suns. They get to scoot past and face the Mavericks, who they destroyed. So I agree completely. Golden State had a cakewalk into the finals. That's another thing that really pisses me off about this whole situation. Another reason why I'm not going to watch it. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm curious. Fuck
2: them. I think I'm going to win, though, but it's okay.
1: It's possible. All right. Um, let's get into talk about the finals or the, the Eastern conference and Western conference finals, shall we ladies and gentlemen? Yes. So I picked, I picked uh Miami as those of you that watched and I came damn close. If I'm being honest, I'm pretty happy with that game seven with golden state, or I'm sorry, with uh, Boston and Miami, I was happy they won game one and then, the games kind of went back and forth from there. I was really confident in the Miami pick, because again, I think they have a deeper bench than Boston has. Uh I just Boston's defense ended up stepping up. The the takeaway for me was the three that got taken away from Miami, from Strauss, I think is how you pronounce his name. I think that's just embarrassing by the league in such a high magnified moment of the game. You take away a three-pointer that clearly the guy wasn't stepping out of bounds. And I know they lost by four, so three pointer doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But I think it changed the complexion of the game. I don't know if you saw that.
0: I, I didn't see it, but that definitely changes the pressure of 100%. of making other shots. I mean, one, yeah, it's a, if it's a, you know it's, at this point, it's a one point game. You know, now they're not struggling to try to get a, a three point up. They're yeah, trying to have more options, right? So now that frees up the floor a little bit. Yep. People gotta, they gotta, they they can they can't overplay, essentially. Absolutely. Um, so it definitely changes a lot, for
1: sure. Yeah, it, it was fucked up. I mean, Miami had a little momentum going because it was a, it was a really fun game. I don't know if you guys watched Game Seven. It was a really really fun game, but uh, that three pointer taken away was huge. I think that that killed the a little bit of momentum for the Heat. Uh, they, they they couldn't find their stride. It is really just demoralizing, and I think in a Game Seven, you expect the refs to be at their their A game, and they really dropped the ball. Did you see
2: the? Uh, I'm sure. I'm I'm sorry if I. Miss misheard you, but you see the replay of the guy kind of stepping out of bounds? When he that's what the, we were talking
1: about. Yeah, yeah, the three right. that they took away.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, that's crazy to me. because In a game it, seven. It's amazing that it comes down to a ref's decision for a game decision here.
1: What do we got? I was reading the comment.
2: Don't, the Celtics are
1: hitting their stride. Don't listen to Jose. I love him now. He's my best friend, right, Jose? Thumbs up. There you go. He's a big Celtics fan. <laughs> 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 no, I agree with that. Tyler Hero getting hurt. that That, that crushed them. I mean, you lose six man of the year against a team like Boston. What do you expect? But again, I give Miami all the credit in the world. They took them to a game seven. And I, that's why I think Golden State's just the better team here. So, Boston's just struggled against some average teams. But uh,
0: Miami is, well, the East in general was way more physical than anything that the Warriors had to face. Oh, very, very um, much so. And I think with that physicality, that's what made Boston have to go seven games. I mean, they, they beat. Honestly, probably the best team in the league, minus Middleton, with the Bucks. Um, like that, they—if they had had Middleton, that, that series is different. Um, I agree completely.
1: Yeah. What's
2: weird to me is it's the first time in probably what ten years that the East has had such great basketball going on. We're yeah, no, I mean, we we normally look to the West for like competitive and like hard fought games. You no, know, the West was terrible this year. I know, I know. This year it was, but most in the past is always the West. Is the West is the West. But this year, in the last couple of years, of course, Jose, I, I mentioned friend, then you leave the chat. Fuck off, Jose. Um, but this this is the first year in a couple of years that that the East has been the most competitive of the East and the West rivalry because I mean Miami, Boston. I mean, yeah, I mean Milwaukee. I if, it's I crazy. I didn't
1: keep my paper for my initial bracket, <clears throat> but I think I had the Bucks coming out of the East. I think and, we both did actually. I mean, obviously, the, the Middleton injury, like Tim said, hurt him way more Absolutely. than I was expecting. Absolutely. I thought they were a better team even without him. Um, so losing him was killer. You had the 76ers who really underperformed. Uh, they got embarrassed by the Heat. I mean, let's
2: not lie. Okay. Let's, let's talk about the 76ers for a second. Um, James Harden, an embarrassment to that team.
1: Yeah. He really was. I mean, he, it he, looked wants, like he couldn't play basketball. He anymore. wants so much money to yep. play in
2: a team. He's not worth anything. He, he doesn't think- show up when it, when you need him to show up in.
1: I think Doc Rivers, the Doc Rivers you effect is starting suck. to kick in because he, he is a head suck. coach. He out, struggles. He's never, he's never been successful in the playoffs as a head coach. Right. And he's one of the highly highest. Coveted, Doc, like, you talking about Doc Rivers? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Teams love him. Teams are seeking after him at any time he's available. Uh, I heard rumors of obviously they, they just made their hire. I forgot his name. They, they hired a Bucks assistant, but the Lakers were rumored to Doc Rivers potential trading with the Sixers to get him like people love this guy. They want him because he's a really great coach. But just when you get to the playoffs, he's a choke artist. Right. So pairing
2: him with Harden, horrible match. I mean, we, I think we both even talked about when, when Harden got traded to the 76ers, we're like, look, they're a good team on paper. They'll do well. They'll win some games. But we don't think they have it in them to go deep in the playoffs. Right. And
1: look, they lost in the second round.
0: James Harden is the biggest choke artist in the league. He really is.
1: I mean, I'm still shocked by that when you have Ben Simmons that i get it he hasn't played in a year and a half or whatever um but when, when you're training ben simmons you, the best you can get is james harden i feel like there were so many better options they could have i really thought that um
2: i really thought that ben simmons was going to play at least one game this year
1: there were rumors but they didn't want him to come back and basically since they knew their season was over they weren't going to have i agree with that rivers is overrated as fuck um I think basically they knew their season was over, so they weren't going to have Simmons come back and play one game. Right. And then, or you know, one or two games at the end, and they, they lose anyway.
2: Right. But, I mean, still, I mean, the fact that you traded for the guy, thinking that you might have oh, yeah. him in a
1: playoff run. when I mean, you snuck in. If you're Brooklyn, you snuck in as one of the play-in teams. And next thing you know, done. I mean, I, I – You get I, swept. You, you traded for Ben Simmons. You get rid of James Harden, and it amounted to absolutely nothing. You have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant wasting their careers
2: i highly dislike kevin durant i feel like and probably, too. I'm, I'm
1: happy brooklyn right. brooklyn got embarrassed but i
2: feel bad at the same time the fact you have such a talent in kevin durant mm-hmm. he's being wasted away in a team that has Kyrie irvin who is a fucking mental case but a great player great player when he has the ball in his hand but when he doesn't have the ball in his hand the world's flat and he hates everybody <laughs> um, and you have ben simmons who would be a great player if he just get off the fucking bench and do something but it's it's oh my back hurts or yeah my agent says I need to go to therapy to talk about it more. I mean that team could be fucking amazing if they all just play together. But it's it's Kevin Durant and a bunch of head cases
1: basically. For me, it's it reminds me a little bit of of LeBron and Cleveland the first time. When first he got time drafted. being
2: 2000, oh, back
1: when he got when drafted. he got drafted okay. just right. being like this great player you're trying to build around him. But you just can't seem to find the right pieces to, to advance hey great but team. you have went this
2: finals again got-
1: you have a once in a generational talent like you have with kevin durant right although lebron even in his first time with cleveland never had anybody nearly as good as so kyrie irving as, as right by himself he had to carry everybody that was a loaded team what are but, you talking about but like you look at a guy like kevin durant and it's the same thing kind of happening right now where they're doing everything in their power to win a championship to, to build around this guy and nothing's working
0: Larry Hughes' top five Cavs of all time. Mm-hmm. Top five
1: worst move the Cavs ever named, Dude, he, possibly. Oh, come on. Larry and there's Hughes a lot of
2: them. So that's a, that's the a fun list. Drew Gordon, um, Great player.
1: Just, it, I don't know. It was really shitty. Eric Snow. Eric Snow. The way the Brooklyn season played out. And again, as, as a guy that hates everybody on that team, for the most part, couldn't be happier about it. Iron renewable I like that. We're Nubel. just going to silently name
2: players of the team. Sasha
1: Pavlovich. I love Sasha I like Devils. Sasha though Sasha was class.
0: he used
2: to
1: work out sometimes. at the Omni all the time in Parma Heights I did like Sasha though no. he, he was I mean he was
2: clutch sometimes I liked
1: all the guys on the team it's just they fucking Z's. Z's. Oh. Z's, I mean you got your the Jersey hung up in the rafters my favorite
2: memory of Z and tell me if you remember this the commercial back when they were in the finals when they had the puppets of them the players mm, yeah yeah. and he they made a commercial it's like LeBron would you like to buy some DVDs I remember and had, that like, the DVDs yeah. out his, on his, my favorite all-time memory of back
1: in the day, because I I laughed every time that came out. It was a fun fun time to be a Cavaliers fan. It's a shame that we nothing, still lost nothing that. happened okay. about it. Yeah, but it was fun. Um, While well, we're talking about the Cavs, they made a hire. A good hire. Luke Walton. I'm a fan. Uh, I am, too. You're bringing in a guy with some veteran leadership. He obviously won championships as a player. He won a championship as an assistant with the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Wally these saying. I loved Wally. I mean, that wasn't the finals team. I thought we were only naming the 07 roster. We're just naming every non
2: existent, nobody cares about player in the Cavs team. I mean, how about a guy we
1: kept bringing back, Joe Smith? I mean, that guy lived in Cleveland forever. We just kept, kept signing him every day. Damon Jones. Eamon Owens, no D, no Jay. <laughs> uh, Gibson. Danielle Marshall.
0: <laughs> Danielle Marshall.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about Danielle. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Ben Wallace was here for a cup of coffee. Shaq. Shaq, yep. Yeah, he was here. Shaq
2: was here for for
1: uh, less than a Jameson, cup of coffee. Mo Williams. He, he's a champion. Twice we, twice. we don't talk bad about Mo Williams. He's a champion. He's a champion. He's came back twice. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Luke Walton getting hired onto the staff with Bickerstaff, Staff, I think, is awesome. I like it a lot. You're bringing in a veteran. You're bringing in a guy who's seen it all. Yeah. Been to a championship he's again. Coached, a he's coached, He's coached too. He. Had to fill in for Steve Kerr because Steve Kerr was out with a medical issue. Mm-hmm. And he he led the best start of an NBA season in history. That was the year they lost the finals yeah. to the Cavaliers. Um, but just a, a good coach. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's seen what's done to succeed in this league. What's carried the Golden State team into this dynasty that they are, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's not like he the, was there
1: for the groundwork.
2: He's not like Michael Jordan of players, but I mean, honestly, he's a smart basketball player who I think brings some of that veteran presence and experience to a team that desperately needs it.
1: The most talented players on the court, not won't necessarily always be the best coaches. Correct. Michael Jordan, I don't think would be a good head coach. Great GM. I think he's a uh, really great GM. We're going to throw that out there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He got lucky on LaMelo ball
2: and that's about it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sorry. Great (laughs) investor. Is that
1: better? Rich guy. That's all we can really say. (laughs) Okay, so Rich guy. Rich guy. You, he's a decent play. golfer. I got He's got that going for him. It's true. Like I don't think Michael Jordan would be a good head coach at all. No. LeBron James would probably be really good because that guy sees the court I don't think better than be. anybody. You don't think? I don't think he'd be a good head coach because I think he would try to
2: – I think he. I think he'd get angry way too much because he probably sees – like you agree, he sees the court differently. He's probably seeing all these plays that could have happened, and he's probably yelling at his team – Say, why the fuck did you not do this or do that or do this?
1: I think he's competitive enough, though, to where he would, in practice, you're practicing for every situation. So it's if this guy cuts this way on defense. You truly
2: think that LeBron would be a good coach?
1: I think he could be, yeah. I'm not saying hire him off the gate. I think he would need to be an assistant for a couple years, like Jason Kidd, somebody like that. But It's it's beneath LeBron.
2: I mean, (laughs) uh, I don't think so. It's either owner or coach or nothing
1: for him. I I think he's going to end up being an owner, but I think he would make a good head coach if he actually put the Owner of the
2: Cavs? What do you think? Partial owner of the Cavs?
1: There's some rumors. Dan Gilbert's not getting any younger. He had that stroke. LeBron's doing everything he can to become a billionaire to make that money. And I think Dan Gilbert owes it to LeBron James to cut him a deal to make him at least part owner. Give so him give him 49%. I circle back around
2: to this. And we talked about this. Do you think LeBron retires as a Cavalier?
1: I mean, I would say yes, just based on the tenure of everywhere he's been. Um I would say he spent majority of his career in Cleveland, obviously won a championship, the biggest Championship in in his history, sure. And I think he would. I think it would make sense. He's got one more year in his
2: contract in the Lakers, right? Yep. And after, wants out after this. After this, we Cavs could probably snap him for semi cheap, possibly. It's up
1: to him. He'd have to make he'd have to make a decision there because he's got to realize <laughs> I don't think the Lakers are going to be very good next year either. Unless two, they make some I huge think, moves. I think you
2: got about three more years in LeBron of decent basketball.
1: Yeah. Speaking, I mean, we talked about Durant and Kyrie Irving wasting away. Uh, LeBron's wasting his talent in in, in L A. Right. I mean that team sucks around him and it's funny that people want to bash on him the lebron haters want to act like it's him that that's the reason they suck if you watch any given segment of lebron james on that lakers team he's doing everything and he's he's a he's a one-man show
2: stats speak for itself i mean he almost
1: won scoring title this year which he really wanted i think he'll go for that next year yeah
2: absolutely Uh,
1: but you you're without anthony davis for most of the season russell westbrook was a huge disaster what is up with that guy just who he
2: is as a player I, I mean, I get it, but it's like he lost. It's like the Monstars came in and soaked all his talents up.
1: No, that's just who he is. It just looks better when you're on a team of nobodies in Oklahoma City than when you're with a team that's trying to win a championship. But that's honestly, why Russ Westbrook has never dude, been a guy. who
2: could have hit some of the shots he had yeah. wide open
1: for him. He just, he's just not a good shooter. It's, that's that's some embarrassing. Some guys just it's, really, do it. it's embarrassing. It really is. I agree. I mean, I, it, it's I think, like James Harden.
0: I think his head's out the game. Like, I, I feel like he, he's been he's been so attacked so much that I think he's just like, man, fuck this game. Like, honestly, he,
1: he's yeah, he's more invested in yelling at the fans, right? Like, he <laughs> likes talking shit to people like that's he cares more about talking shit and getting a triple double and then going home and putting on some weird fucking outfit that I would yeah. never be caught. In. And he loves that kind of stuff.
2: I did see his commercial the other day for um, suits or um, dress shirts or whatever he's doing on TNT, I think about him like you know designing suits for players
1: and- yeah I, more power to him he's got a, he, he likes fashion me personally I don't understand fashion I see guys wearing shit and I'm just like who the fuck would leave their house looking like that but to them they think it's some great fashion statement more power to him I don't judge people for how they dress if you're comfortable in it do whatever the fuck you want it's and just, it's just weird I have to say that to Russell Westbrook and to Cam Newton a lot too those guys I just don't Cam understand Newton. it Kevin is his own like division of, of wearing different clothes. It's just, it, it seems like so much work to put on the outfits. Those guys put on,
2: he's like a Southern housewife who shows up to press conferences after football games. It's his, 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 his hat his his whatever scarf, long jacket shorts, long socks. I don't get it.
1: I don't at all. He looks like he's fighting for the British rebellion or something like that (laughs) from many moons ago. But again, I don't understand fashion, some more power to him. Uh, but yeah, I like the Luke Walton hire. I'm okay with it. I think it's a good move for the Cavs. What's his? Some, what's his
2: is it assistant coach? Uh, I don't know the exact title. Okay. I just
1: know he is an assistant, whatever his exact title might be. He will give something,
2: he'll bring something to the table that I'm a fan of. And that's, yeah. I mean,
1: I like, I like because I mean, look at the Cavs. Obviously, we dealt with a ton of injuries, but what hurt them down the stretch is they couldn't close. Right. They couldn't close games. They pissed away a, a decent lead and it cost them a, a legitimate playoff spot. I think a guy like Luke Walton comes in and goes, okay, I know how to get to this situation, I know how to, how to win games in these situations. So I think it's a good move. We'll see what happens with it. Hey, and we all, we both agree. <clears throat> I'm sure Tim too. The Cavs can only get better. Sky's the limit. That's the motto for the Cavaliers. Uh, switching sports, here we're going to talk a little baseball, and we're going to start off with Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham being in the news for a fantasy football fight. <laughs> I'm so glad this is newsworthy, by the and way. It really is. It it took the world by storm. It became the hottest story in baseball, and. Apparently, the story is Jock Peterson and Tommy Fam are in a fantasy football league together with Mike Trout. Right. And Jock Peterson's claiming during one of the weeks, a player was out. He put him on the IR. He picked up another player. Tommy Pham freaked out, said, you're stashing players. That's cheating. That's bullshit. And this is a league where it's $10,000 a man just
2: just 10,000. So to
1: them, I mean to us, we're going, "Holy shit, 10,000." To them, they're like that's it's like literally ten, the equivalent it's like of us doing like $100, $100 yeah. If sure. that. So, for them that's really nothing, especially a guy like Jack Peterson, you know, in a league with Mike Trout, like just guys that are filthy rich. I'm not exactly sure how much Tommy Pham is worth, but I'm sure it's a good amount of money when you're a professional baseball player. Right. And he slapped the shit out of Jack Peterson for talking a little bit of shit to him. <laughs> Pre-game. They were gets, hanging he out. He got to spend the three games, yeah. didn't he? couple of friends hanging out talking gets slapped gets caught on camera three game suspension for time and they and have to
2: talk about it after the game like immediately they, have the have to fact it. that they have to bring it up and talk it that this That's is over a part. fantasy football thing is amazing to me
1: when i saw the video that he got slapped i was like oh shit nice rivalry like what's going on And then i heard the story and i'm like wait what and i loved it even more after that honestly so we're, we both play in multiple fantasy
2: teams and I play to the rule of the website or whatever we're playing against. Sure. If the site that I'm playing on allows me to put a player in IR and it gives me the option, I'm going to do it. If he's hurt or he's out, I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm, at the end of the day, it's up to, to the, the it's up to the, the commissioner. Right. But, I mean, normally the commissioner sets the That's lead. what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. If the rule is there, it's on the right. commissioner. So, it's not. Let's say they were using ESPN. It's not ESPN's fault because Mike Trout could go right. in and change the rule if that's something they agreed on. Right. Apparently, that's not a rule. So what the fuck is Tommy Pham getting so worked up about? I'm, he's an angry
2: guy, I guess.
1: And then that's when I did a little digging on Tommy Pham, and he said, <clears throat> he said, I'm a, I'm a high roller. I own Vegas. If I'm in Vegas, you'll catch me at the high rollers table. He spends money and gambles like it's going out of style, apparently. Wow. So for him, he said, I don't like this. You're messing with my money. So that's why he got so pissed off at Jack Peterson.
2: So that's why the fight started,
1: because he thought he was losing money. He basically thinks that Jack Peterson cheated and it cost him money.
2: So, I I would love to know the end of it. So, he needs
1: to go to Gamblers Anonymous, basically, is what I'm getting out of this, too. I
2: I would love to see the end of the season. Like, what did you finish in that season? Like, did you finish? That's what I want to know. One game out? The season's
1: long over and done with. So, I want to know, like, did that one week of Peterson picking up a guy cost you
2: anything? Did you miss the playoffs by one game and that was
0: it? And
1: even then, let's just say, hypothetically, Jock Peterson had, I don't even know, we'll say Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's out that week. He's not on the IR. So, he benches him. He starts whoever his backup is. Again, I'm speculating. This is just my scenario, so play with me. He starts Baker Mayfield and then decides to pick up a fucking kicker just to have him on his bench. Would that really cost you anything? Like, who could he have picked up that would piss Tommy Pham off so much? And we don't know. I
2: mean, normally some leagues have, like, a value per pickup. Yeah. You know, if you pick up a player... I'm in a league, you do
1: have to pay money per pickup.
2: Right. So, I mean, maybe... Maybe he's bitching because now it forced him to pick up other players and spend more money, which is again, fucking with his money, as he says. Right. I don't know. I, I really want to know. Here's I want to know how they finished. Well, what, what was the final to your season? Did I mean, you, if did anything, that it? actually did you make the playoffs or what?
1: That would give more money to Jack Peterson in a sense because if or to Tommy Fam, if Tommy Pham's team was good, because you're donating money into the pot. If, if they even do that, but at the end of the day, who did he pick up that I want? That's what I want to know about the story.
2: And the fact that it carried over to the actual season here, I mean, it's been, it's been festering for what? Three months Basically, now? the
1: Fantasy football season ended in in December. Right. Cause it ends before the regular season. So four ends. months has been, festering, so it's been going for, yeah, about four and months. You waited to the time you played and their, their friends, they text each other. He said like, it, it, it's crazy to me. I really want to know more about this. I would love to know more.
2: Such drama.
1: I know Jack Peterson did show that he, send, he sent a think uh, Tommy Pham was with the Padres last year. And he sent a uh, a GIF of basically showing the Padres sucking while the Giants and the Dodgers were killing it. He made a little meme or something like that and sent it in there. He <laughs> talked a little shit to his friends. Sure. They're all in a group text. And he, he had to show it on the fucking interview. It was so funny. He's like, he's like, I thought it was just lighthearted fun. Like, I was just cracking a little joke. He's like, I know a lot of these guys. We're all friends. Right. So I don't know what the hell happened with Tommy Pham, but apparently he must have had a bad weekend in Vegas because he came out swinging. I mean, honestly, not, I mean,
2: when you mentioned this, when you wanted to do this in the rundown today, I was like, I had to do some research. I kind I, of I forgot about it because it happened, happened a story, couple weeks, but ago. I didn't know the details of it. That's crazy to me. I mean, I love fantasy football. I've I'm a I'm a multiple champion myself, and I yep. think you are too. Absolutely, I, I get butthurt over, it, but I the most I've ever spent into a fantasy team is a hundred dollars. So, and
1: if I saw an issue with, with something, I would call it out right away. And right. if it didn't get corrected, I would like I would cause a stink.
2: I wouldn't slap somebody
1: over. But it, a guy though. putting a guy in the IR and picking somebody up, I don't understand how that's a thing. I don't understand how that would if work there, out. If
2: I have open IR slots and you're rolled out for the eligible league,
1: person for it, you're, you're going, going in the IR, going to the, IR and, the IR. And I'm gonna pick somebody else up because I don't want somebody else to have a guy. Absolutely. I play sometimes defense rules. is the best offense. Exactly. I agree. We're on the same page here. So I, I fully support Jack Peterson in this, even though he's got some really shitty hair right now, but I support Jack Peterson. <laughs> All right, how, sticking how with baseball. Old that guy? God, he's fucking old, isn't he's he? been around a while. Uh, we're going to go to the Guardians, who are kind of playing right to where I expected them to be when the season started. They, did, they surprised some people in the beginning. Uh, the offense has been a lot better than I anticipated. The pitching has been okay. Uh, there are other times. I mean, the other night, We took a loss. Tristan McKenzie was on the bump and we lost two to one. It's like, how do you lose a game? Two to one. It's embarrassing. You should score. If if your pitcher only gives up two runs, you shouldn't lose that game in today's day and age with baseball with the supposed juiced balls, the way you can hit a lot better. Losing two to one is embarrassing. That's what the guardians did. We have no offense. The weird thing is we do sometimes, sometimes the offense is great. Then other times they're non-existent. So we're currently sitting at 22 and 24. Uh, we're five and a half games out of first for the the central and realistically though, 22 and 24 is one of the worst records in the American league.
2: I, I think it's like one of the worst records I've seen the, the sorry, the Indians slash guardians have at this point in the season.
1: Yeah. Under Francona, especially, even though they're
2: slow starters, they still have a winning record by yeah.
1: June, July. Yeah. Most times. I mean, uh, right now the twins are kind of running away with the division. The guardians again at, at 22 wins. The central's terrible. So thank right. God we have the the Tigers and the Royals in our division because otherwise we'd be at the bottom of the basement.
2: Sure, I agree.
1: Because I think the the Tigers have 19 wins or something like that. Like they're still in the teens with the Royals. So we're lucky those teams are bad or else the Guardians would probably be in last place in the division.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think I brought it up to you and said, look, we got to talk about this because I'm we both expected the Guardians to not do great, but we right. did not expect them to be this bad this
1: early. I I recently switched to YouTube TV, so I no longer get the games. And are you honestly? Hap-
2: are you happier for that? Not
1: missing him. Not missing a thing.
2: I mean, we. so Okay, so the positives. The guard. Uh, Jose
1: Ramirez is killing it. Yes, legitimately. The pitching. Making himself an MVP candidate.
2: Doing okay. I the mean, pitching's okay.
1: It is what we expected the pitching to do. I expected the pitching to be much better personally.
2: I I gave him fifty percent chance because I think you have Bieber and you have what um. The, others, the I mean, the,
1: you've got uh, Plesak, you've got uh, so, McKenzie. So,
2: so Bieber and Plesak are probably your Savali. two best. The other three are kind of questionable. Yeah. We expected Ramirez to do okay, which he is. He's leading the league in RBIs he's right doing now. Great. He's fourth. I think he's fourth in home runs. I think he's like 11th or whatever in average. So he's doing what we thought he would do. But we did not expect the rest of the roster to fall apart like they are right now. It's crazy to me.
1: I mean, I kind of did. I We just don't, aside from Jose Ramirez, we had nothing else. We we went into the off season joking about or right in the beginning of the season joking about some of the guys starting where you're like, Who? And oh, since yeah. then, I mean we traded away not that it matters, but we traded away Bradley Zimmer. We traded away Yu Chang. These just, were guys just that last week, yeah. I didn't think were very good. Right. But the Guardians kind of tried to push them down your throat yeah. of like, here's a guy that we're gonna keep working on. He's gonna switch positions, you're gonna see he's gonna be better than you thought. And they suck. And we ended up trading him for nothing. Yeah. So it's like what a, wasted, a waste of time for everybody that I had to watch Yu Chang for the last like three years fuck up at so many different positions because he's not a very good baseball player. They've tried him at you know second second base, I think he tried. They tried him at third. They've tried him at first. He's just not a good baseball player. Right. And now we trade him away for nothing, so it's the end of the experiment. But I had to suffer through that for years instead of the Dolans just spending a little well, bit of money on, a, on an everyday player.
2: Well, who's our hot potato this year? Steve Kwan. Steven Kwan, right?
1: Was. We loved him.
2: Started off in I mean, the first, what, first month and a half? He was one of the best hitters in baseball. Hot baseball. Yep. What has he done the last couple of games here?
1: I mean, as a rookie, uh, as a rookie that's, that wasn't a high prospect, I think his season is on par for what you would expect. He came in, lit the world on fire in professional Major League Baseball. Teams will find their way to stop you. You get a scouting report. You get a little more tape. Teams figure out what you're good at, what you're bad at. They tell the pitchers and the the catchers, and they reflect that. And they that's how they approach the batter. And Stephen Kwan, I think, has just kind of been exposed. That's going to happen. It happens to all young players. This is the time, though, where Stephen Kwan has to prove he's meant for Major League Baseball because that's right. what happens. You you come to the show and you get figured out, and it's your job to then counter that.
2: He's uh, I think stats I pulled stats. He's five. Uh, five hits out of the last thirty-one at bats.
1: Yeah, not great, not great at not, all for a guy who which was. Which is not what he started.
2: I mean, he was on fire. He was like, for I mean, while, he was man. on pace
1: for Fuck. batting like three hundred something. You know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, I get it. What you're saying, they're figuring him out. He, they know. Yeah, he's as doing a rookie. I bat. mean,
1: and, uh, another thing too is I, I remember us joking uh, before the season started. I couldn't even remember the fucking guy's name, and I was like, and hey, there's some guy in the outfield that Francona's hyping up about being this great hitter. Blah blah blah. And then Greg comments, and Greg's like, it's Stephen Kwan. Shout out to Greg, our professional baseball expert. That's what we need him for because I can't remember fucking names. But we joked about a guy like Quan, and then he came in and surprised us, and we were both like, "Holy right. shit!" Like we were joking about this guy, and now he's back to going, oh, "Who the fuck is that?" So right. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Again, rookie, I'm not gonna. Do you think the Indian? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put anything on Stephen McQueen's shoulders for. Do you think they'd The Did, team.
2: You think they'd bring him down to
1: AAA or or what? No, just because we don't have anything else. Who are they going to call up for the corner outfield? We don't have anything.
2: So with that said, do you think they
1: might any make any trades or anything in this, during no. the season? No, well, not in the it position is what it they're is. in. What we have is what we have. We're, we're, we're a 500 or below team. If anything, we're going to make some trades to sell. Okay. Because I think they understand that this is a losing year. So they're not going to waste prospects or, or anything or current players to build on the current team. Okay, so
2: who are they going to trade? Who would they trade then? I mean, we're, they're not trading Ramirez. So do you think they move on from pitching? Bieber?
1: Uh, no, it just look at guys that have expiring contracts, maybe one or two years left, something like that. Even prospects we could trade. There could right. be guys, we have an abundance of middle, middle infielders. Midler. So that's where you could trade some middle infielders for other draft picks or uh, prospects. I mean, for the future, right. so might not necessarily be a guy that you're going to trade away today, trade for today. And he's not going to play this year. You'll never even hear about him for the next five years, but that's the kind of moves that the guardians make. So you're pretty much where the guardians
2: are right now is where you expect
1: them to be correct? I mean, honestly, I think they're a little bit better than I expected. And that's not saying much because they're having a disappointing season, but it's right. better than I thought. I mean, yeah. they're teetering around 500. We've had a shitload of rain outs. So that's another thing, too, is like the Twins have eight more wins technically, but we're only five and a half games out because of the rain delay differences. So our win-loss doesn't add up. Um, have you but, got? Have you gone to a game yet? No, no chance. Are you, are you going to go to a game? Uh, if I get free tickets and there's like a really cool promotion going on and they're good tickets, I, I'd consider it. I
2: mean they're they're cheap tickets right now.
1: Yes, Especially and no. They go
2: like to a firework night, get a dollar dog night. Get Honestly, a they're not. Night my uh,
1: my uncle was just telling me over the weekend that he tried to go down for the Detroit series, dollar dog night, and or what? Not maybe not Detroit. Whoever the fuck was over the weekend? He getting
2: seat seats or like standing like in the, like in the back? I
1: think he just he went in and just said, "What are your cheapest seats available?" And they said, "Well, it's dollar dog night and." Firework night. So the cheapest seats are like $45. Oh, like that. and okay. he was like, never mind. He's like, do you, do you know who the team is that plays here? Like, do you know the Guardians? And they're like, yeah, but there's dollar dogs and fireworks tonight. And he's like, I, I, I'll fucking, I'm leaving before the fireworks. I don't give a shit about those. You know, right. cheaper tickets. So now the Guardians are really bad. I know we've talked about it before. Greg has hammered it home. The Guardians have some of the highest tickets in all of baseball for their market. They're The most being, expensive cheap yep. team right now. They call themselves a small market team, which they are, but their seat prices are comparable to high market teams like the Yankees and et cetera. We don't compare to like the Reds or the the, the Pirates, who we should be comparing to. The Guardians, the Dolans jack up the prices and then complain that no one wants to come to games. Hmm. So. Kind of a double edged sword. I might not go to a do. game
2: later, just be, if it's nice night out or whatever. I'm downtown. Yeah, maybe when the
1: weather at, maybe when the weather actually breaks and it feels more like summer. Like we have we've had a couple 90 degree days, right. and then like tomorrow it's going to be 60. So it's like we've had 90 days in a row, 90 degree days in a row, a couple of them, and tomorrow's going to be 60. So for me, I need like a consecutive it's block Ohio, of nice weather. Man, I mean, that's right. We'll get it in like later June, right? But I need consecutive nice weather before I start even thinking about going to a ball game.
2: I I, I hear you. I mean, we'll see what
1: happens. But and I don't like giving the Dolans any of my money. They can go fuck themselves.
2: <laughs> I'm sure there'll be Groupon tickets
1: we can find eventually at some point. I'm sure people will start giving them away soon. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and wrap the show up. We're going to talk a little bit about the match going on, the golf shit with some quarterbacks that I didn't even know was happening until Kyle told me about it yesterday. It's
2: currently tied right now. It's a, it's, a, it's a barn burner.
1: And then there's a few guys staying in Cleveland that maybe some of them weren't expected we'll talk more about that in a little bit we'll be or, right back. or overpaid one of the two we're going to talk about that for sure so we'll be right back everybody enjoy this little break ladies and gentlemen talking about balls coming to you live wednesday here june 1st from the lovely state-of-the-art growing wings adult Dude, services I can't studio two it's june already it's nuts this, this, this year's <laughs> flying by I'm so
2: fucking quick
1: speaking of quick you want a quick way to take care of people, and you're looking for the best help in the business. You're going to want to give Lisa a call two two three four three three four seven five four seven. Growing Wings Adult Services has five years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities. Give them a call immediately. Uh, without them, we wouldn't have this amazing state of the art studio right now. So, of course, we have to shout them out, and of course, you need to give them a call. You mentioned the state of the art studio that
2: we're in right now, and without them, and without Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. We would not have this amazing studio that we get to bless everyone's hearts and faces and ears with every week or every other week because they came in here and made this pristine chef's kiss. Uh, Wiggins construction and home improvement. They do your bathrooms your kitchens, windows, doors, siding, anything you want done to your house, studio, office, whatever, give them a call. Give Will a call today at 440-731-7654. I come in here every Wednesday and you know what this is great. This is perfect
1: for us. It really is they they'll do anything you ask and they will really do whatever they can to make your house or your office or whatever they're working on a one of one. Mm. An original. Speaking sure. of one of one, oh yeah. There happens to be a sports card shop in Strongsville, Ohio called One of One Sports Cards and Memorabilia. It's located at 13221 Prospect Road in Strongsville. Call them today 440-638-4044. Tell them JG sent you or walk in and tell them JG sent you.
2: So if I go in tomorrow and say JG sent me, do you think they know yet? I mean, we've been
1: doing this for a couple months now. At this point, I have to think they know. Do you think they know? I have to think I so. I mean, what's this guy? I refuse them? to believe they don't nothing. You just tell Five, them JG sent you. And they percent 2%? No, they just go, okay. Oh, that's it. Oh. You get nothing out of it. I'm not telling you to tell them JG sent you for anything special. Oh, you okay. just tell them JG sent you and they go, okay. We know who who will know who we are if you, if
2: you call them up tomorrow. Who's that? Incredible keepsake, incredible keepsakes. They make a lot of the t-shirts, the polos, the designs, the stickers, anything you want them to do for you. I've heard about these shirts. Yeah. If, I've heard about them too. I've been wanting one for a couple months, but <laughs> Tim, tell me more. <laughs> uh, we haven't gotten one yet, but I've heard they're beautiful. They're pristine. They're perfectly designed to what you want them to say. Um, if you give Diane a call today and say, look, Diane, look, I want a polo that says Redline radio. I want him to say talking about balls. I want a giant penis emblem on the back that looks like a penis with balls. She'll do it for you. I know she will. 40-242-9648 or go to our website at www.incrediblekeepsakes.com, and guess what? Talking about balls, it will make you cherish the moments that are last forever.
1: You know, I joked with Dave the other day that I uh, a couple weeks ago on his show, I told him I need a tattoo shop to, to sponsor our show, to represent me because as you guys can see, if you've ever watched this, I have quite a few tattoos, just a couple, just a few tattoo therapy, Inc is the official tattoo parlor of Redline radio LLC and money's crazy mind. If you're not familiar with that, we'll tell you about money's crazy mind in a minute. Cause we're going to run down some shows, but Riley chase and the team are considered some of the most elite tattoo artists in Northeast Ohio. They'll do anything they can, they can bring it to life. They'll customize every tattoo to fit your, your wants, your needs. Uh, everything's custom. That's the best part about getting a tattoo. When you go to a shop is the artist wants to make it their own. Obviously, you can go anywhere you want. You could bring in a picture. They can Photoshop it or or photocopy it, throw it on you, done. Take something off the wall. It is what it is. They don't care. Go to a place like Tattoo Therapy Inc. That's going to listen to your ideas. They're going to put it on paper. They're going to bring it to life and they're going to do it just the way you want it done. They are located at Parma Heights, 6259 Pearl Road in the Greenbrier Shopping Center next to Penn Station uh east coast subs 440-747-7130 give them a call they'll give you a consultation over the phone you can just walk in they'll do a consult in person they look forward to meeting you that's tattoo therapy inc
2: you know i've seen some amazing tattoos mostly on your your naked body when i stare at you sometimes but i've seen some hidden tattoos you do i mean you have to go looking for them i mean i recommend it after a couple beers but it is what it is but i've seen some trash tattoos as well some people don't know how to design tattoos and you know, when I think of trash, I think of a place they can come clean my trash cans because they smell, they're rotten, they're dirty. They have bugs in them. They have maggots in them. Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning LLC will come out and take care of your trash bins. They'll make them look brand new, like the the the, the garbage people dropped them off that day for you. They'll come out to clean them for you. If you, if you want someone to come out and take a look at and clean your trash bins, give them a call at 440-752-1533 and trust me
1: it's worth it you know when i think of trash i think of pittsburgh i do too and if you like pittsburgh nobody does i don't know why but there happens to be a couple shows that we will talk about them and that one of those shows is steel city renegades uh, unfortunate sunday nights growing wings adult service studio from seven to nine they're gonna be coming back soon we were actually just on money's crazy soundtrack and we were talking about that he said they're coming back soon within uh the next few weeks i think he said july sometime and uh, we're going to have them on with us. They're going to have us on, etc. But that's a show you can check out on Sunday nights. If you're looking for something to do on a Tuesday night, listen to Tim Buck Tuesdays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Tuesday nights, our very own Tim, Tim. Buck. Killing it as always. Uh, Wednesday nights, of course, you have sugar and spice and continuing to serve, leading us into talking about balls. Uh, we will be going to weekly soon enough. So buckle in. We're just taking a little time because as you can see, it's kind of slow in the sports world. But If we're off, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be paying attention to Redline Radio LLC and all their Facebook stuff. You do have, as you guys can see on the screen, if you're watching right now, you have Lex Vegas being a part of the Trappy Sports Day Celebrity Edition. Nothing but sports, basketball, football, celebrity games. Our very own Dave will be playing in the celebrity basketball game with the head coach. I don't know which team uh, Lex is coaching. I assume he'll be coaching Dave's team. I didn't get invited to this basketball game, though. We are not celebrities. I guess not know your role. Stay in your lane. Do we have to pay fees to be a celebrity here? I assume there's some sort of initiation fee Mm. and some sort of club membership, but Mm. I don't know. Take that up with management. Um, but Lex Vegas does a show on Thursday nights from seven to eight. He is a big part of this trappy sports day. Um, also, uh, Don Pizzle Peterson. He's got his show on Thursday new nights. Show. Club Pizzle, new. new show coming tomorrow. Actually, June second. He is hosted last episode.
2: Thursday, by the way. Uh, Lex was out of town on vacation. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I he tuned was on his for a minute. birthday vacation. Yeah, shout out to Don. He did a great job last week.
1: And then, as I said, Money's Crazy Mind and Money Crazy's Money's Crazy soundtrack that can be found Thursday night. So, Money's Crazy soundtrack hasn't aired yet. That'll be tomorrow. I think that's the one that we were on. Yeah, that's our that's our
2: songs. All mind songs are great. Justin's are
1: questionable, so tune in tomorrow. It's okay. Kyle's songs are the ones you can go ahead and turn off if you're, you know, if you want to walk away from your phone for a little bit. That's the time to do it. Uh, Money's crazy mind though. On Friday nights from eight to ten p.m. from the Growing Wings Adult Service Studio. Check it out. Check all the shows out at Redline. There's too many to list. I'd be here all night. But check. and I,
2: I believe the boys have added three more shows since the last time we were on the air. Correct?
1: I think so. Yeah. It, there's a ton. I mean, Tim, honestly,
2: Tim, where's all? Are we, are we creating time continuance here? Because I feel like we're running out of time
1: slots. (laughs) I feel like we're
0: running out of time slots, too, but it's kind of great. Yeah, it's not a bad thing.
1: Eventually, it'll just be all day. All right, uh, we'll be back here in a couple of minutes to finish up talking about balls and talk a little little bit about the Browns for all you guys sitting at home. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back talking about balls. Second half, I always say that not the second half. We're in the second third or the, the final third. We're in the third period for you hockey fans at home. We're Nobody's a hockey up. fan. Plenty of hockey fans. I was going
2: to suggest we talk about hockey because it is the playoffs.
1: I haven't really been following them. I'm, I'm a Kings fan, so I watched the first round. The Kings went to game seven. They lost to the Oilers. Tim, trick question.
2: Who's in the playoffs for NHL right now? Uh,
0: Tampa Bay and Yep. the other person. The other person Tampa
1: Bay's playing the Rangers right now. And then you have the, Edmund, the Rangers. Yeah, then you have the Edmonton Oilers taking on See, you the. You are a secret hockey fan. You I, I keep up with it. I really okay. do. I forgot the other team they're playing Soc- soccer or hockey? Oh, hockey, 100%. Okay. I don't even I, I don't know anybody about sport. soccer.
2: They're pretty much the same fucking sport. <laughs> <laughs> one's, one's on ice, one's on grass. One's talent
1: and manly, and the other one is just watching guys run. <laughs> I mean, could you run across that size field all day? No. For 90 minutes? No, and I don't want to watch another I guy do it. Die. Congratulations for having cardio. I don't understand why why that's a thing. Um, right, we're getting off topic a little bit. Yeah, Let's so back to a real sport, football. <laughs> that was
0: my cue for
2: golf,
1: baby. Oh well, if we're Let's talking real sports. It. This is not this bottom of the list. Uh, so this is, of course, the match that's going on. That, as I mentioned earlier, yeah, I had nothing no idea about. It was even a thing. Uh. I, I vaguely remembered hearing about it. I didn't know when it was going to happen.
2: 2019, the match started.
1: Phil sure. versus Tiger. Yep.
2: $9 million. Well, this is the same thing? This, yeah. So so back in 2019, it started. I remember that. You're right. It's $9 million purse. Winner takeoff. It took three playoff holes for for Phil to win. Phil won the – beat Tiger. It took $9 million. Okay. So then the next year it came out. It was Tiger versus Phil, but they added in, I believe, Brady and – Mm, somebody else. That was on Tigers team.
1: Must have been very memorable.
2: It wasn't. It was bad. It was all rain that day. So then the third season, it was uh, no no tiger. Tiger was out with back injuries, of course. It was Phil with um um someone else. Uh, no, it was with Tom Brady and it was uh Aaron Rodgers and somebody else, another golf player. Uh I think Brooks Kepka. And then last year it was Brooks Kepka versus uh DeChambeau, who are rivalries in golf, if you watch golf. And now this year, they did away with all um, PGA players. Now it's just two two quarterbacks versus two quarterbacks. The young versus the old. So you got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers is not great at golf, by the way. So are
1: they, they're a team?
2: So Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are the old generation okay. against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. And as we sit right now, at what time is it? 10.42. 10.42. This game is currently going on in Vegas. It is currently... Oh shit. Brady and Rogers are up one right now. They're oh, Brady and Rogers won. They won the last hole and they won they won. Yeah. All that money went to charity basically. So the money they raised, which I think is nine point two million,
1: hmm. I'll go to the charity of the choosing. Which is pretty cool. They should have just donated the money and not played the game and bored us to death. Have you Love not that. seen how good Tom Brady is at golf though? No, I don't. You've care. never watched one of these
2: matches in the last four
1: years. Nope. I'm so I mean, I know how good like Tiger Woods is at golf, and You're I don't so care about watching him either. I don't want to watch people golf. I think golf is very boring. What makes me sad is the fact that these, these
2: professional like football players can pick up a sport that let's let's be honest, your wife plays golf. It's not easy to get great at, right? It takes some practice and whatever. She sure. golfed in high school. These fucking NFL players just pick up a fucking club and they're they're shooting far better than anyone else could ever do it.
1: I mean, yes and no. We got to think about their day-to-day lives. We work day jobs. We're working forty hours a week plus, sure, fifty-two weeks a year. Sure. Football players have a long off season. They have days off during the week of the right. season. They can go golfing whenever they want, wherever sure. they want, at the finest I guess places. They're
2: just naturally talented. I mean, too. don't get
1: me wrong. Yeah, they're they're naturally natural born athletes. But at the same time, it's like hockey players. Hockey players love playing golf in the off season because they have such a long off season. Right. They can just go out and golf every fucking day. They have all the money in the world. Nothing to worry about. It's it just sucks. I mean, it's I mean,
2: great hats off to them. It's it's depressing
1: watching Tom Brady be good at yet another sport because he's pretty fucking good. But again, think about that too, though. Tom Brady probably has behind the scenes some of the most expensive oh, trainers in the world that's teaching was. him out of golf. Second
2: season of the match, it was um Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady versus uh Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. That was the second season. Mm,
1: okay, I remember hearing it's pretty about good. That. Pretty good. Peyton Manning's pretty good at golf. Roger sank a seven-foot putt to win after Kyle said Roger sucked at golf.
2: Oh, I mean, I mean, let's be honest here. Justin could probably hit a seven-foot putt to win, too,
1: and he's not great. He probably could, but we're never going to know because it's <laughs> not a place you're ever going to find me. Anyways,
2: I think this is – I mean, the long, long story short, I think the match is around the state. I think they're going to do this every year because it's a charity thing, and I think it's going to get more creative. I think next year they'll probably bring more NFL players or maybe baseball players or whoever into the mix to do –
1: an eighteen-hole outing. It would make it tough though, because it'd be right in the middle of the season yeah, for baseball, okay. so it's hard to find like the it's just one day. Mm, I don't think that's how that works. So. Mike Trout. I mean, he, he might be on the DL by then, so you never know.
2: <laughs> Either way, it's fun watching. Next year, I recommend it. Tune in. It's not going in. Yes, I guess. It's, congrats it's to watching.
1: Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers for winning the golf event. But they I were, were the favorite to win. Uh, Vegas had them as a minus one twenty to win. Well, that's riveting stuff, everybody. <laughs>
2: I know, all right. hurt, I know it hurts you. Any other week, we probably can sneak off into, into a – I mean, I'm not going to lie. When but... we
1: we discussed putting this on the show, I thought, like, all right, maybe it'll be kind of fun because we're talking about football players. Then we talked about it, and I'm like, no, it's not very fun for me. I thought it would be, <laughs> it would be cooler. Mm, well, it's pretty fun. To agree, to disagree. Okay, moving on. We're
2: going back to <laughs> To a
1: real sport. We're going to go to the football side of the, the world here. And for as much as Browns fans wanted them to keep uh, Jarvis Landry – Another name that the Browns fans never failed to mention was Jadavian Clowney. And I think most of us knew he was going to stay. And they made that official last week. Javian Clowney signed his one-year deal. Uh, he posted a lot on social media about unfinished business. Uh, basically, the rumors I saw were essentially that if Baker Mayfield was still the starting quarterback, Clowney is gone. It wasn't I mean, coming back for Baker. That's deep. I mean, the fact that he made it, that, that was well-known. Because you think about it, we are two guys that just watch sports for fun. Sure. These are pro athletes that get paid to be out there who have spent their entire lives dedicated to this game. They know a shitload. And if they don't have faith in that quarterback, they want to win. They're not going to sign with a team. Some guys actually have that integrity. Some other, some guys might just sign anywhere for a contract. They don't care. Some guys might go, I'm not staying. If this guy's a quarterback because I want to win. Right. And the kind of clowny kind of made that very, very apparent by a, not signing until we got a new quarterback. And Basically, the rumor from the beginning was he's gone if Baker stays. Obviously, Baker's been – he's still here technically, but he's been out the door for a while now. He's a bad and teammate, though. He has not shown up to OTAs. I mean – He's not getting any younger. He yeah, can't stay healthy. Te- I'm okay teammate. with that.
2: Bad teammate. He should really show up and, and show his teammates he's worth
1: it. He was there last week. That's all that matters. He was he was practicing with everybody. Everybody loves him. They were all excited. The whole defense was tweeting out, Miles Garrett especially. Couldn't be more excited that Jadavion Clowney is back. And – I'm excited to have him back. He had his best year in God knows how long last year, opposite Miles Garrett. His stats when he was with Tennessee were terrible. His stats when he was with Seattle weren't that great. Came to Cleveland, kind of resurrected his career. One of the best years. He fits here. Yeah. Yeah, So it's a perfect, perfect fit. He wanted to come back for some unfinished business. What I saw was he took less money and less years on the contract to come to Cleveland because he only came for one year. Right. I think it's one year, $9 million and, what I saw was there were teams that offered him a couple multi-year deals for like 12-plus million a year. He turned it down to come to Cleveland, so that shows you he's here to win. He took a pay cut. I love it. To me, that screams team player. So I know
2: you're a researcher, and you probably look up every story that comes out and just double-checks to make sure it's legit. But what, what have you heard or what have you read about the Sioux rumor coming to Cleveland and how he's only want, wants to come to Cleveland, and if it's not anything else, he's, not, he's good at not playing football, basically.
1: Uh, what I read most recently was a report that said the Browns aren't really interested in signing him. Okay. And they're not going to like pursue it. So there's a chance maybe if we get in a pickle and we realize like maybe we do need the defensive line depth which take I think him, we do. I would
2: take him if we can get him cheap because I feel he'd be a great mentor for um the the tackle that we did sign in the draft, you know. I mean, a drafted in a Perry draft. and Winfrey. Yeah, I think he'd be a great mentor for him. To come in one year under his belt, learn from the one of the best. could so, be, and go and go from there. But. There could
1: be something. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not Andrew Berry. Who knows what he sees on the tape? Would you Maybe. like Sue on the team? It depends. I know he's caused a lot of trouble. Sure. So he could be a bad locker room guy. Okay. I've seen him do some dirty plays and get get suspended, hurt his team, get get stupid penalties. That could be a thing. That the Browns are like, it's not worth it for this washed up football player. Yeah. We okay. don't want this guy to come here. He's a name. He's no longer the impactful player, and he could commit some stupid penalties, do god knows what cost you a game. The Browns are probably going, it's not worth it. Yeah. And and from what I've seen from Andrew Berry, he really doesn't take any any chances. Not not chances, he takes chances plenty, but he doesn't take any like there's no emphasis on defensive tackles. He doesn't care. We don't care about stopping the run. Our defense is designed to get to the quarterback and defend the receivers. Mm-hmm. That's what the Browns defense is built on. That's why linebackers and defensive tackles aren't a top priority. Because we don't give a shit about them, we don't care about the run.
2: So if we if if we have money still, clearly, yep. Um, who as if you were Andrew Berry for a day, who are you going after if anybody before the season starts?
1: Honestly, right now I'm good with where they're at uh, in terms okay. of who's out there. There's really nothing that, that catches my eye. It's it's if anything, you wait and see if a team cuts a guy as training training camp progresses. Maybe a veteran gets cut because he's a cap casualty. And he wants to stick it to his team and he'll take a cheap deal in Cleveland because we're a winning team.
2: Okay, so what position do you think they need to address?
1: Maybe maybe not address, but add to. Uh, I, I would say linebacker defensive tackle probably okay. would be the ones to go after. But again, I'm not going after anybody like Sue. Because maybe the Browns right now, they're, they, they're happy with who they have and that rotation. And then bringing in Sue, flex up that rotation. Okay. So I just think they're going to stay pat with what they have. And I'm okay with that. I trust Andrew Barry. See what happens. Either way, I can't wait for the season to start. I'm I mean, for
2: I mean, the little clips and videos we've seen clearly of like Deshaun, like I mean, he did throw an interception today though. I going to talk about that, but um just watching like the clips and how he is in the, and his his passes, the zip on the ball, I I'm just pumped for a fucking football to start.
1: It looks good. I mean, I I don't invest too much into like practice throws and stuff like that. It is exciting to see. It does look like a total different totally different quarterback and I feel like than what we had invested
2: himself into the team like hundred percent the trip to the Bahamas yep you know and I know that um I think Miles Garrett the rumor is miles just taking the defense on a trip somewhere yeah to go you know get together and like bond and everything
1: they're going to the Rydell factory is, in, in North Ridgeville to look at helmets that's <laughs> <laughs> right down the street for me he's gonna teach them how to swing them like weapons it's, it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be really nice
2: but I I'm I'm pumped about the the, the team effort that they put into building this team and and the uh, camaraderie about like being friends and everything
1: I mean so. from what I've heard Deshaun Watson's a great teammate he he always has been he's a good locker room guy he's yeah. a great leader so don't let this off the field stuff to tear anything from that because I know a lot of people probably don't trust him as a team leader but I mean he really is from yeah. what I've heard right. fantastic yeah. right. so
2: absolutely I'm excited no, to see
1: what happens here too. a little bit of more Browns news what do you guys think of the deal David and Joku got too much money worth it what are your thoughts uh, basically the way I look at this deal is, is it's a lot of money it's basically four years, $55 million um, for a guy who hasn't really produced a ton. However, that is a bargain kind of in terms of how tight ends are going to start to get paid because it's another position like wide receivers where the money tight ends are few and far between to find good ones. David Njoku an okay one. He's not consistent, but he'd more than likely get about that same amount of money if he went somewhere else. What do you though? Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't
2: think you would. I think he, I think here's the thing. I think that yes, right now we're both having sticker shock. I mean a lot of us are having sticker shock. Like how do you pay a guy who's been not the most productive 14 some million dollars a year? Doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. But I think at the same time some of us are looking at the fact that I think we all assume Andrew Barry is ahead of the game. He's going to pay 14 point whatever million dollars to a guy who could come out next year and have a season you know a yeah, record-breaking you, season you
1: we're know? paying for a projected future we are I mean that they exactly expect what him to get so much better without Baker throwing him the ball and with this new offense we're going to be running we're no longer going to be running the three tight ends where it's Hooper and Joku getting a lot of um uh a lot of the the snaps and where we're a run first team things like that it's just I think in Joku's going to be a hot target for Deshaun Watson next year I would have gave him $10 million less. Oh, uh, maybe he just means overall. So like every a couple million oh, less a year. Uh, but I agree with with the with what Ramel said though. Uh, David Njoku, his his stats have got have gotten better. So if you just look at touchdowns and yards and stuff like that, that's what a lot of people just look at. But if you look at uh there was a thing someone broke down, it was like his his Drop percentage has gone down from, like, 18% to, like, 5% last year. Like, last year, statistically, was one of his best seasons in terms of just analytically speaking. So, he has improved tremendously. But how many receptions did he have last year? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. Not but many. How many did any of our receivers I have, Yeah, I get it, though?
2: but what I'm saying, though, is that you're basing his stats off a year where he didn't catch the ball that many times. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the least amount of catches and receptions he had, yeah, of course. I mean, the chances he had to but, catch
1: a ball were less than what he, whatever. Again, you're so also, of course, who kind of ballooned a little bit. So Njoku is now your number one tight end. There's no debate. There's no Austin for right. taking it up. Uh, Njoku's improved tremendously in blocking. Which is going to be tremendous. Sure,
2: I mean we've never taken away
1: from it. I mean he's always been a blocking tight end. He's been good at that. He was pretty bad when he first got into the league. He's, I mean, he's not, come a long way. But
2: I think the second or third year he's he's better down the field. He moves he moves down the field more. Oh, I meant
1: blocking for like a run blocker.
2: Right. No, I mean I'm saying the second or third year of his, his season he's he's better down the field blocking.
1: I mean he's has oh, yes better. And no, he's it. gotten better for sure. Under great. he's gotten
2: leaps and bounds better. Yeah. But I, I I I'm not saying I don't like the signing. I love Najoku. I think he could be great. But I don't know if he's worth 14 point whatever million dollars. Great. I I, I want I mean, I to. I I want to see what he does.
1: He's going to be more productive probably than Hooper was, and Hooper was making more money last year. So that's kind of the way Barry's going off. You but.
2: could probably be more productive than Hooper was last I mean, year. Hooper he was, was at least fairly catch productive. Catch the ball, and stand up at least. I mean, he hey, it
1: catches a catch. I mean, he get caught a guy, the ball and fell down. Get a guy to throw you the ball accurately. <laughs> Hooper probably won't fall as many times. But in I do think
2: that I do I do think Andrews pay, paying for what he assumes is coming.
1: Yeah. He's paying for the future. Right. So he thinks that Njoku This under, is going to be one of Watson. Sean Watson's favorite targets more than likely. And they're paying him to do that. Sure.
2: Sure. I mean, I, I hope he has a great year. I, and not to take away from what anything else, I think Ramel said uh, he's, he's above Bryant. I'm a huge Bryant fan. I Bryant's love can't, can't say healthy though. That's a huge issue it. for him. But if he does stay healthy, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of his. I Bryant, think
1: though, on the other hand, he's got that weird, like tweener body where he's kind of built like a wide receiver. He's your reception. He can bring those balls down now. He's, He's He's he fumbles a lot. He can't stay healthy. He's got his flags for sure. I I do like him. I like Harrison Bryant a lot, but that's another guy that he's going into year three or four, if I'm not mistaken, on a four year rookie contract. So the Browns kind of have to think to the future with him too. We got to bring somebody else in though as a tight end, and I think that's what they're doing with Njoku. They're going to pay Njoku, and then the next couple of years they're going to draft some tight ends, and they're just going to go young. So do we don't run with with a third tight end this year? I mean, who's our third? No, they will. Uh, We've got some guys. I mean, they just they signed that kid. I don't know if he'll make the team, but they signed that kid that was a basketball player. They're oh, trying to Antonio of, um, Gates him a little Texas, bit.
2: Texas. I uh, Texas forgot Texas, where to be I announced. Think, to yeah, I don't I, remember I what you're saying, yeah.
1: But uh, there's some guys on the on the team. And, uh, again, it could be a cap casualty. Somebody that gets cut in training camp the Browns like, they bring him in. Uh, but I also really don't think tight end's going to be a huge focal point this year. We're going wide receiver. Over or under eight touchdowns this year for Njoku. I would say under. It's hard to say. I just don't think with, with with a guy like Amari Cooper, you got so many guys to throw the ball to. You've got David Bell.
2: Well, let's let's just throw a guessing game out here. We we assume that Watson's probably going to throw anywhere between what thirty five to forty touchdowns this year.
1: Again, hard to say. Is is Watson playing seventeen games or is he playing ten? Let's go
2: to the assumption he's playing seventeen games. Okay, forty touchdown season. 35, 35 to forty. Pretty pretty average I would say 30 to
1: 35 because i do think we are going to rely heavy on the run okay so
2: 10 of those touchdowns are probably going to
1: cooper and you're going to have watson's going to have his fair share of rushing touchdowns he likes to run the ball too i think he had 10 touchdowns in his final season in i was Houston. talking about passing touchdowns oh no i'm saying overall though like, right that's going to take away his passing touchdowns because he's going to run sure. the ball and we're going to run a shitload with whether it's hunt dearness johnson and chubb or if we get rid of hunt if we get rid of johnson whoever we're going to run the ball a ton okay Okay. So I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know if Watson's going to have like this massive touchdown year, throwing just because we might not need him to.
2: Over under thirty five hundred yards throwing, sixteen games, seventeen games
1: he plays. I would say over for that.
0: All
1: Right. Cool. Uh, I expect a pretty good year out of Watson if he plays the whole game. I or the whole season. I just is he a target
2: for you in fantasy football?
1: No, not year one. I would want to wait and see a suspension wise be how exactly he works with the Browns before mm-hmm. I drafted him, unless I got him late. If he's just all of backup. us, all
2: of us Browns fans, we have that Browns hold back of any Browns. Not of like, <laughs> I think
1: he's going to be bad. I just don't know if we're going to, we don't need him to do what he did in Houston. We don't need him to be Superman. Right. Sure. So it's like, I don't, I don't think we need him to come here. We don't need him to throw 50 touchdowns like Mahomes Cause they have no rushing attack in, in Kansas city. Right. We're a totally different team.
2: But it's the same thing as when we, we traded for Odell. A lot of us were like, eh. I don't want to draft Odell high, even though he's a great receiver back then. We'll, we'll because then happens. you were coming off
1: Baker's rookie year and you were like, all right, this kid's good. He throws it pretty well. And then you get Odell who's coming off kind of a down year. He had in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he got overdrafted by most Browns fans. Like I've seen Browns fans draft guys like fucking Richard Higgins. And I don't understand why they would draft a guy like that, but because the Browns fans are like, Oh, I think he's going to have a huge year. <laughs> And then you cut him after week one because well, he doesn't do shit.
2: Well, we stick, a, we, we latch onto those Browns players, man.
1: Uh, really quickly, before we get to just the tip, did I, I should have pulled the video. I didn't even think about it. Did any of you guys see Kenny Pickett fumble the fucking snap in practice? <laughs> he recovered. I'll give him credit. But there's a scene where he, uh, or a shot where he gets the snap. It's a handoff and you see him fucking bouncing around and he had to like recover. And I don't know, off. is
2: Dave and Lee watching? Did you guys watch him fumble the football?
1: No. I saw the clip of it, I Was he wearing gloves? I la- oh yeah, he wore gloves forever. He's, He's wearing, wearing a
2: gripit gloves he yep. still fumbled still it. Still
1: fumbled the ball. He recovered. Was he... it raining? No, just has tiny hands. Oh,
2: were the balls wet?
1: Nope, just oh. a full-size NFL football. Got it. Was no it? Right.
2: So, uh, full-size football with the grip gloves, still fumbled it.
1: Still did it. Interesting. That's Kenny Pickett, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, the ball was dirty, that's why. All right, it is time for just the tip as always we're going to start off with mr tuesday Two himself
0: and since we're talking about tuesday of course my tip of the week is Timbuk buck tuesday
1: hell yeah self-promotion i love, love self promotions.
0: if you have not watched an episode of Timbuk buck tuesday i'm gonna need You're you like
2: a floating head right now
1: i, I like it me.
0: <laughs> if you if you <laughs> have not had the chance to watch Timbuk buck tuesday live on a tuesday you can go to a red line radio llc page on youtube not only can you find 10 buck tuesday there but you will find every show that shows on Redline radio uh, you can see every episode uh, anytime you want to um but 10 buck tuesday is, is my baby um i love it um it is now six to eight on tuesday it started out five to seven but it's a six day due to my work schedule. Um, and
2: what do you guys talk about it, Tim Buck Tuesday
0: at too? We talk about a little bit of everything, but the show is really about how we make it through this game called life. Um, life could be tough for all of us. You know, all of us feel some type of way when we're going through stuff, but, and you know, we may be in a rut and we might not know how to get out, but the people that I bring on, they talk about what they do and what they, you know, what they do to, to basically progress through this game. Um, just little things. Uh, artists, comedians, um, bakers, everything. Uh, so, I mean, the bakers is my favorite. When they got food, I love those episodes. I love those episodes. But check out Timbuk Tuesday every Tuesday from six to eight on Red Line Radio LLC. Hell yeah.
2: I will, I will second that, Tim's show is amazing.
0: I appreciate I you. I like to man.
2: chime in sometimes and drop a little hello. What's going on? And Tim likes to talk about balls. He makes his guests feel awkward talking about balls. <laughs> so Tim, I, Tim will talk about
1: anything. I love that.
0: I talk about whatever.
1: That's the way to do it.
0: <laughs> I love it.
2: All right, my tip. Um, so I mean, I mean, clearly, I'm a, I'm i I'm an older gentleman. I've, I've grown up watching some great '80s movies, and the original Top Gun is, is no. No question, one of the best 80s movies of all time. I assume you've seen Top Gun, right?
0: Nope.
2: Oh, of course you have it. All right, good. I'm glad I'm on an island here. Tim, have you seen Top Gun?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I'm
2: not alone.
1: Maybe right. one, day. one day.
2: Top Gun, great movie. 80s Tom Cruise, back in the day, fighter pilot. He's a, he's a crazy maniac. He just you know plays by his own rules. Um, great movie. It's been 30, I think 36 years since the last one was made. And finally, Top Gun Maverick came out sequel tom cruise doesn't age he looks like he's still 21 years old i mean look at this picture he looks he looks great right there definitely no photoshopping no not at all scientology baby makes you look younger um i went i went monday to watch this show um this movie at imax which i believe is it's worth it because it was shot most of the in plane scenes the fight scenes were shot in imax camera um it's definitely worth it if you get a chance but great story, great show. I mean, I mean, to, to know about the fact that Tom Cruise, they shot a lot of these scenes live, like him, a lot of the actors, Miles Teller, all of them were inside of F-16, F-18 jets shooting these live-action scenes. So the G-forces you see these these actors take are legit. They're not, no CGI, no faking it. They were in the plane taking these taking this G-force, I mean, up to like seven, eight G-force. I mean, it's, that's crazy to me. Um, but it's great. I mean, it... It's one of the best movies I've seen in the last five years. Um, if you like action movies, you like a good storyline. Even if you don't like Tom Cruise, it's worth checking out. Uh, Tim, are you planning on watching going to watch this?
0: I am. I am definitely going to catch it on uh fire stick.
2: I'm not
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I wouldn't pay to see this.
2: I'm not going to lie. When the opening scene uh, kicked into a danger zone, I got goosebumps. I mean, I mean, it was great. It was great to watch. Um, I was at the edge of my seat the entire movie. Even my wife liked the movie, um, and she's not one to enjoy action movies, but she said it was a great movie. So uh, here's my tip of the week. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Go watch it twice, three times. It's worth it. Top Gun
1: Maverick, please. Go enjoy it. I'm with Tim. I'll watch that one for free when it comes to the fire stick.
2: You can just wait 30 days and watch it at Paramount Plus because that's when
1: it's coming out to uh, streaming services. I'd rather illegally stream it just out of principle. It's not very nice. I'm okay with that. All right. My tip of the week is a new stand-up special that just came out. And uh, it has a special place in my heart. It is, of course, Norm McDonald. Nothing special. RIP. So what happened was Norm McDonald knew he was sick. He was getting ready to go under an operation. This was all during COVID. He didn't know if he'd ever be able to tour again or ever be able to put this out for fans. So what he did is he set it up on Zoom, basically. He did an entire hour-long stand-up special directly on his his, uh, computer and made it. They edited it and everything, and they sent it into Netflix. And if you watch the special, it's about an hour long. And then at the end, they have a little panel with Dave Chappelle, David Letterman, uh, Conan O'Brien, Molly Shannon, Adam Sandler, and David Spade, some of the closest people for Norm MacDonald. And they all break down the, the special. They talk about some of their favorite memories with Norm. It's really, really amazing. I I love Norm Macdonald. He's the kind of guy that no matter what he's in, if I just hear his voice, it makes me laugh. Everything he does is fucking hysterical to me. I mean, let's not lie. Some of the best SNL skits is with Norm because McDonald. of Norm Macdonald. Yeah, I mean the Jeopardy. Oh, everything he did. He had a podcast that I loved. It was fucking hysterical. Uh, he had a little show on Netflix that was great. He's got multiple specials. Mm. I just, I find him hilarious. Everything he does. Dirty Work is one of my favorite movies. Um, just love the guy. So when he died, it was a real shocker because nobody knew he was sick. Mm-hmm. And they he talk hit, about that at the end of the special. Well, yeah. They said nobody knew he had anything going on. And he recorded this special and talks about death a lot. It's almost like he knew the end was coming. Where where can you watch that? It's on Netflix. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's fantastic. Check it out. Norm MacDonald, nothing special. Uh, highly recommend it. It's great stuff his last little little bit of a gift for the world awesome i'll check it out and that's going to do it for this week's episode of talking about balls and on behalf of everybody of talking about balls as far back as i can remember i wanted to be a gangster r.i.p radio to another sad day see you everybody